0: Right, but you don't want to flip out either. (laughs) Very true. I think he would probably rather you say, can you pause the movie and help me for 10 minutes rather than you walk around slamming cabinets for 35 minutes.
1: (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step-family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims.
2: Hey, David. Hello, darling.
1: You didn't say anything
2: about me saying your name first. I know. I get tired of arguing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I give in. It's not the hill I'm going to die on.
0: It's comfortable for me to
2: start off that way. Yeah, but you call me David all the time. The other day, he was like, I can't remember if you said darling or honey or something. I was like, oh my gosh, you didn't call me David. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's because you don't really have a nickname.
2: Or at least nothing you can call me.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I guess I lack with terms of
2: endearment. So I thought about you last week. I was, I was down in Augusta, Georgia. You better have thought about me. And I was walking down the sidewalk. Oh, Lord. This can't be good, y'all. And this woman looked at me. That's not true, but I was walking down the sidewalk (laughs) and I noticed the restaurant I was standing in front of was called Nacho Mama. (laughs) And so I took a picture of it and sent it to you. Mm -hmm. There's actually quite a few restaurants
0: that are called Nacho Mama or Nacho Mamas.
2: Uh, Yeah, I know, which is interesting because I guess it's not a chain because they're all kind of doing something different, but Mm -hmm. I guess you can do that as long as you're not in the same area. Right. But this, this wasn't, like I've seen some that are Nacho Mama and it's like a, you know, Mexican restaurant. This was not. It's like Mexican. a bar. Yeah, it's more of a bar with normal like burgers and stuff like that. But yeah, thought about you. <laughs> if I had a card, I would have went in there and like, here, <laughs> you should be promoting the Nacho Kids Academy. <laughs> yes, you should. Because you know a bunch of people in there drinking and complaining about your step family. David. <laughs> oh, we, we can have a step family only bar. I think it's a great idea. You have no, to be a step family. Have
0: you heard the song, There's a Tear in My Beer?
2: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, you've got to be a stepmom or a stepdad to enter this bar.
0: And how would you prove it from the look of disgust on your face?
2: All you got to do is go, Did you know what you're getting into? And they look at you all crazy. You know that they know. Yeah,
0: that's the secret phrase to get in.
2: Yeah, yep. So you come to me and you say, I'm a stepmom. I'm like, So you knew what you were getting into? If they go, Yeah, I'm like, You're not know a stepmom. Like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> And once you enter the doors, you
0: cannot talk about step-family issues.
2: Oh, even better. Yeah. Hmm. I'm liking this idea. Well, since we're still under COVID lockdowns, maybe we can do this via Zoom. <laughs> Everybody, BYOB, we're having a Zoom nacho, what would we call it? Well, BYOB. Bring your own booze. Oh. <laughs> I think it'd be very therapeutic. No.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Claudette. Shinabare is doing the Step Family Summit again
2: this year. Oh, yeah. That's awesome.
0: Part of the VIP program, if you sign up for the VIP membership, you get to join us for an after-summit VIP get-together celebration via
2: Zoom. Okay, cool. You going to be there? Yeah. Am I going to be there? Yeah. (laughs) I never know what you volunteer me for. I'll be there with my cherry Coke. (laughs) With your cherry Coke. In my water? In a wine glass? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go buy some
0: wine glasses.
2: <laughs> or we'll just put them in beer mugs. We do have a couple of beer mugs. Do we?
0: Yeah, I've got one from Germany.
2: Or we could just do straight up South Carolina and do them in mason jars. <laughs> You're talking about some uh, moonshine there. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> or we could just go get some Mad Dog 2020 and drink straight out of the bottle.
2: Mm. mm. That's just... <laughs> Ooh. You should see my face. It <laughs> brings back some old, terrible memories. With the same face I get when someone mentions tequila. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, on that note. Uh-oh. So, you know, I'm not a connoisseur of alcohol. However, the person I was with is in yeah. Augusta. And so she says, we go into this uh, restaurant and they have, I can't remember what the name of the restaurant. is. Wh- Whiskey something was the name of the restaurant. And... Of course, there's a whole wall full of these different whiskeys. And she's like, do you want to try one of these different whiskey things? I'm like, I don't like brown alcohol. I had a bad experience in college. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what were you drinking? And I was like, I think it was called Southern Comfort. And she goes, oh, my gosh, that stuff is horrible. It's like Mm. like black tar. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And I said, I don't know. All I know was I was young and dumb and whatever somebody said here do you want some of this? You said yeah, <laughs> but um, anyway, she's like, "Well, you need to try some quality whiskey," and I'm like, "Okay." And so she's describing all these bottles on the wall and what they are and where they come from and how they're made and barreled and there's all these other terms I don't even know about, like this one. They would put it on a boat. Like they put them on a ship and they have to go out to sea with it on the ship for at least a year. Then they come back and they. Take it out of barrel, whatever it's called. Does it have something to do with the way it floats? No, it's just I don't know. I'm gonna mix all the names up here, but I'll it's, call her it's cured at sea or whatever they call it. It's not cured, but whatever they call it. Sure. Fermented. <laughs> yeah, fermented at sea. I don't know what whatever it is. But all these things and this one that I'm looking at and I'm like, you know, some of these bottles are really nice. Like I could imagine just the glass bottle was probably 20 or 30 bucks. Easy. Mm-hmm. Just for the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um And I look at one of them, it's in a really fancy bottle, but it's, but that bottle is in a wooden case. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I hate to even know what this is, but I asked the bottle was (gasps) $2,000. It was $200 a glass. No. Yeah. And she goes, do you want to try that? I'm like, no, I don't want to try that. (laughs) I don't even want to smell it.
0: <laughs> you remember the last time that you and I went somewhere with her and I ended up buying this pretty bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. I just liked the bottle mm-hmm. and I let her drink it and I took the bottle home. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. They had some really cool ones, but- Did you it, try any? No, I didn't try any. She tried to get me to try one she had, but I smelled it. And I was like, mm. Nah. Mm, I can't. mm
0: Mm-mm
2: so anyway no i did not what's funny because she tastes it and she starts telling me how it's got she tastes it (laughs) (laughs) and she tells me like it's got it's got notes of nutmeg and citrus and i'm thinking no it's alcohol
0: (laughs) see that's how i would taste
2: it's pure alcohol no but anyway yeah we have very simple palates when it comes to that stuff but it's it's funny because it's um I mean, it's complete education around all this crazy stuff they do. But she
0: belongs to some kind of bourbon or whiskey yeah, club or something. Right? Too. She
2: belongs to a bourbon club. So, I mean, they get together and discuss like a book club. She's they, a
0: professional drinker. She actually is. Like, really? <laughs> I'm not kidding.
2: <laughs> uh, it's funny because you go anywhere with her and she's like, what, what kind of, you know, whatever drink it is, if it's beer or if it's wine or whatever. She's like, what kind do you like? And if you're like me, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> She gets into all the how-tos, how it's done, and how it's mixed, and where it's brewed. And I mean, it's fascinating. It's very, I think it is. I think it's very fascinating, but it's just um, not something that I'm that interested in.
0: (laughs) So our guest today has been blending for eight years, married five of those years, has a stepdaughter, 13, every other weekend, a bio daughter, 10... She has her bio daughter a few days during the week and every other weekend. And she has an hour's daughter one and an hour's daughter seven. Mm. Four girls, ages Lord. 13, 10, seven, and one.
2: Lord, help me. And she was a step kid herself. So she knew what she was getting into?
0: No, she did not. <laughs> only the psychic people know what they're getting into. (laughs) Okay. And they don't even know sometimes. They do not. That's like that one psychic lady that her house, she had it up for sale for like years. And I'm like, does she not know she's not going to sell that house? (laughs) She should know that. (laughs) She should know she's not going to sell that house.
2: Maybe you can't do your own psychic reading. You have to go to somebody else.
0: Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe there's rules. Who knows? (laughs) She said her stepmom did not hand out punishments. And she went to her dad's and stepmom's every other weekend. Freshman year, she lived with her dad during the summer and then moved back when school started. She and the bio mom do not have the best relationship because the bio mom was bothered when the stepmom and the bio daughter became close.
2: You know, I wonder if, if men have that same bother about kids getting close. Like, I, I don't think I cared.
0: Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: Well, apparently I did.
0: You don't know yourself very well if you think it wouldn't bother you if your kids would have gotten really close with their stepdad, especially if they called him dad.
2: I mean, there's definitely a line. When I say get close to him, I'm not talking about feeling like I've been replaced type closeness.
0: Okay, let me lay this out for you. One of your kids comes to you and says... I went to go buy my first car and old man Johnny went with me because he knows so much about cars and how to deal with the car dealership people.
2: Yeah, and that's that's what I was about to bring up is if, if it's kind of like first time things, yeah, I'd probably be bothered. Or if it's like I told old man Johnny about my engagement or my marriage or my new kid, you know, told him first and then I found out second. Yeah, I'd be pissed off. But honestly, I'd be pissed off if you found out first. <laughs> That's why I don't tell you when I know things. <laughs> because, you know, as the parent, you want to know things first. Heck, mm-hmm. I I want to know things before the bio mom does. <laughs> I would rather my kids have a good relationship with their stepdad than not. Now, does that mean that they may get really close to him and, and I might not be the person they go to for certain things? That could possibly happen. But I would still rather for that to happen than to have a stepdad that, it's toxic and they hate and all that kind of stuff. So just my, my viewpoint on it, but I don't think I really have to deal with it either way. <laughs> I think my kids view their, I'm assuming stepdad, um, just as the person that married their mom.
0: And divorced their mom.
2: And, and, and remarried.
0: And re and,
2: and re-divorced. Yeah. And I don't know where they are now. <laughs>
0: secret love
2: (laughs) (laughs) in that yo-yo relationship Mm -hmm. Um, not yolo (laughs) (laughs) yo-yo
1: so
0: anyway let's get to listening David
2: I know I've been trying to keep talking all right here's a word about the academy
1: to save your sanity and your relationship and it's called the nacho kids academy in the nacho kids academy you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho techniques to handle step family challenges ways to improve your communication and much much more visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today, we have stepmom, Holly. Hey, Holly, how are you? I'm
0: good, thanks. How are you? Doing well. Tell us about your blend. How long have you been blending?
3: So we have been blending for eight years now. I have a stepdaughter who's 13. I have a daughter from my first marriage who is 10. And then my husband and I have a one-year-old and a seven-year-old together. All girls. (laughs) Four girls.
0: Wow. hmm How does your husband feel about that?
3: <laughs> I think when we found out this last one was a girl, he was a little shocked. And he definitely needs like a male dog or something. <laughs> but uh, he's very happy. He's a great girl dad. So he's accepting of it.
0: <laughs> David has four sons. And there's a reason that God did not give him girls.
3: <laughs> I think it takes a special man. <laughs>
0: I cannot imagine David having girls.
3: Yeah, it's it's intense.
0: So how often do you have stepdaughter?
3: So when we first got together, we had my stepdaughter pretty much every other weekend. And then we'd have her... Two days during the week and then on the, the other week, we'd have her, you know, obviously Friday, Saturday, Sunday as well. And then as she now is in middle school, it's a little tougher because they will only bus from one house. So now she stays with her mom during the week and she's here every other weekend.
0: How far away do you live from the bio mom?
3: About 15 minutes.
0: Oh, and they'll only take them to one house.
3: Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, they either will take them to a daycare or they will take them to one resident. They won't go back and forth. Like like she couldn't take the bus from here and then take the bus from there. She would only be able to take it from one place. So she takes it from her mom's house. And because of mine and my husband's work schedule, there's no way to get her to her mom's house to get her on the bus. So she unfortunately, you know, doesn't come during the week now, which was kind of a weird adjustment.
0: Oh, I'm sure it was, especially for your husband.
3: Yes, very much so. I'm like, I was pregnant when this whole change happened and it's just, it's been chaos.
0: <laughs> wow. How did your husband handle the change of him getting less time with her?
3: It's hard for him. He definitely misses her. And there's so much things that we do during the week. And you can tell because she's part of our family and a piece of our family is missing. You know what I mean? So he, he really does struggle with it. But I think at the same time, it gives her more one-on-one because she's an only child at her mom's house. And I think in terms of like her schoolwork and stuff, it's it's a little bit easier on her. So I think he does know that. It's just, it's hard. It was We went from having her half the time to having her every other weekend. And there's so much going on in our house all the time that I think we feel like she's kind of missing out.
0: Right. Does the bio mom let him get her during the week any, if he wants to for a couple of hours or?
3: Yes. Uh, usually if we have like a birthday or something, we'll pick her up for dinner and we'll go out to dinner and we'll just bring her home later. And my mom actually lives like a street over from her. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like if we go to my mom's, we'll swing by, I grab her. So, so she's still included in a lot of the stuff that we do. She's fairly good about letting us have um, extra time, especially because our, we do technically have joint custody. So she's pretty flexible with letting us get her during the week if you know, we have something going on or she wants to come over or something like that.
0: Right. And how long ago did you say that it changed to where you were only getting her every other weekend?
3: Now it would be. It's going on two years now.
0: Oh, so it's been a while.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And how did your daughter and her get along, or have you noticed a change in how your daughter and her get along since she's there less?
3: Well, they definitely. I would say that my my daughter from my first marriage, and then our, our seven year old, they definitely miss her a lot. They miss playing with her. My daughter and her actually share a room, so I think it's a little weird too because she went from sharing a room with somebody to now. She has basically almost has her own room when because her sister's not here. And I think she's probably the one that struggles with it the most because they were the closest in age. And I think it's really hard. I mean, she misses her sister. And then, unfortunately, the baby, it's hard because she doesn't ever see her. She sees her every other weekend. So for the baby, it's really weird. And during this whole pandemic that we've had, my husband and I tested positive for COVID. So... She wasn't here for like two months because obviously we didn't want them to get it. So she actually didn't see the baby at all during that time. And then she only comes every other weekend. So I feel like she doesn't get a chance to have like a relationship with the baby that the other girls get to have. Right. And I forgot
0: to ask you how often your daughter goes to her dad's.
3: So I have full physical custody of my daughter, but uh, we're pretty flexible with my ex-husband and he gets her usually, I would say two nights a week and then every other weekend. Okay sometimes less, sometimes more. We're pretty flexible. We don't really stick to a strict, you know, arrangement.
0: But you try to keep it where the weekends that your stepdaughter comes that your bio daughter's there.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So they get to see each other. That's good. Yes.
0: Because they may not always get along. You know that.
3: Oh, yes. (laughs) They, for the most part, those two, the older two do. I would say my biological daughter and Well, and then my, our our seven, I don't know how to phrase it to to who I'm talking about, but um, so my daughter from my first marriage and then our seven-year-old, those two are constantly at it. But so far, my stepdaughter and my daughter get along very, very well.
0: (laughs) Isn't it funny how your bio kids fight more than the step kid and the bio kid?
3: It is. It really is. You know, I have to say my stepdaughter is very easygoing when it comes to the other kids because, you know, she's the oldest, so... They kind of want to be around her and do what she's doing and talk about who she's talking about. And she's really good with just with letting them like tag along, basically. Whereas the other two, if one has a friend over, the other one's like, oh, you can't hang out with us. Or It's funny. It really is. It's, there's quite an interesting dynamic between all of them.
0: <laughs> so when your husband gets her every other weekend, do you feel like he doesn't spend as much time with your hours kids or he tries to incorporate everybody?
3: He's really good about incorporating everybody. And I would have thought that when, when she first stopped coming during the week, I would have thought that it would, he probably would have wanted to focus on her, just her during the weekends, but he's actually really good about it. He'll, he'll find ways to make them all involved in whatever it is that he's doing.
0: But does he still try to spend some alone time with her?
3: Yeah. Yeah. She stays up a little bit later and he tries to like, they'll watch a movie or something. And he tries to give her a little bit of, individual attention, definitely.
0: Well Let me ask you this. When he decides to stay up later with her and watch a movie or something like that, say it's something that you don't really care to watch. hmm Do you feel left out?
3: Um... Sometimes. And I think sometimes it's because sometimes I'm with the baby or something and I get that he's spending time with her, but sometimes it's hard because I still, I'm trying to deal with all the other three while he's dealing with her. So it almost to me feels like I'm trying to do all the work Mm -hmm. while he's spending time with her. I try, I try not to look at it like that, but sometimes, yeah, I mean, I do feel like that.
0: Well, and the reason I ask you that is because we see that a lot where Mm -hmm. even though the stepdaughters only coming four days a month or four nights and six days, whatever it is, right. then it's easy for the stepmom to feel like she's pushed to the side at those times.
3: Yeah, I think I, I get a lot more of the work, I guess, part of it to, kind of to me is I feel that and not that I know that, you know, I feel like he doesn't want to spend time with me. But I feel like it's almost like a vacation weekend for him and his daughter, kind of mm-hmm. because they don't see each other. And so it's not like I'm going to sit there and tell her, Hey, come do these chores because she's, she's not here that much. So I know she wants the most of the time with her dad. And I know my husband wants to be able to do that. And so all of the rest kind of lands on me. And that part's a little tricky to navigate when she was here more. I think that honestly, I was more the one that was entertaining her. And I was the one that was kind of doing everything with her. Mm -hmm. So now I think that now that he doesn't see her so much, he's actually a lot better about being the one that does spend time with her and that kind of thing. So I guess in some ways it does take that part of the load off me. So that's kind of a relief too.
0: Right. And you don't want him to be a crappy dad and not spend time with her. If you start feeling stressed out, I'm sure if you said, hey, I need help. Your husband sounds like the kind of person that'll come help you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I just, I feel guilty sometimes because I don't want to take that time away from him too.
0: Right. But you don't want to flip out either. No. Very true. I think he would probably rather you say, can you pause the movie and help me for 10 minutes rather than you walk around slamming cabinets for 35 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So don't be afraid to ask for help. And remember that it's a good thing that he's spending time with her. And she's 13. Before you know it, she's not going to want to spend time with dad.
3: Right. Exactly. That's true.
0: And he's not going to like that very much when she's saying, Dad, I want to go out with my boyfriend.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not going to be very good about that.
0: <laughs> he's going to say, plan that crap on your mama's time. <laughs> right,
3: right. Not on my time, girl. Yeah. I mean, that's the hard part, too, because she is 13. And, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, she'll be like, oh, well, I want to sleep at my friend's house. And he's like, well, you only come here, you know, every other week, like, well, we want you here when you're here. Right. Yeah, but like you said, but she's 13. So all those things are changing. Well, what about her friends spending the night there? We haven't really had that, to be honest with you. I feel like part of that too is she does enjoy the time still with him. So she does tend to do like her sleepovers and stuff like that on the weekends that she is with her mom. Mm-hmm. And not because we've, you know, told her no or anything. She just seems to prefer it that way. So, right. To be honest with you, I mean, I went when I was, my parents were divorced when I was younger, and I had such a hard time because we only saw my dad every other weekend. But then as I got older and things started going on on the weekends, you know, there were weekends I didn't go at all. But to be honest, like, I think it was easier for me just to do the every other weekend because, like, for my example, my stepdaughter before, like, she would come over Tuesday, Thursday, and then every other Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's like, I can't imagine trying to do that either. Right, that's
0: like a lot of people you'll see will have like a two-two-five-five five schedule, mm-hmm. rather than week on week off. Mm-hmm. And, and some kids seem to do better with that schedule than week on week off. Uh huh. But to me, it seems like that the kid would have less of a chance to feel like they're home.
3: Right, because they feel like they're constantly just moving back and forth.
0: Right, and if the parents live, you know, more than five minutes away from each other, then it's oh, I have to pack up my life and take it over there. Right. Yeah. I know David's kids, when they would leave something here and he would have to meet their mom to drop something off. At first I was like, oh my gosh, you're catering to them. They should be more responsible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just ridiculous that they can't wait for a week to have their PlayStation or whatever it was. Right. But that was when I was so wrapped up in my feelings
3: mm-hmm.
0: of the blend. And it was hard for me to see outside of my hurt. To see the struggles that the stepkids went through.
3: Yeah.
0: How old were you when your parents split up?
3: I was four.
0: Oh, you were young.
3: Yeah, very young.
0: And did your parents remarry?
3: Uh, Yes, both of them did. My mom, my stepfather recently uh, passed away in 2016. uh, But my dad is is still married. What
0: was your relationship like with your stepdad and your stepmom?
3: When I was a teenager with... It was really rough with my stepdad um, because he was very old school. They got married when I was 16. And, but they had been together for a long time before that. But my mom had always kind of raised us. like It was like the five of us because I have three siblings. And like, that was it, you know? And that was all that mattered. And we all kind of like, Called the shots like it wasn't like my mom. It was kind of like a democracy, (laughs) I guess. And then uh, when my stepdad came, he just was very old school and didn't think like the kids should have you know a big say in everything, like where we went on vacation or whatever, where we going out to dinner. He was like more like you know this is what we're doing, this is how it's going to be. So that was really a struggle when I was a teenager, and we butt heads a lot over over time. But then once I went to college, we were we got very close. And then um, my stepmom. Uh, she was in the picture from uh, since I was really young, so um, I had a decent relationship with her. She did a lot for us, does a lot for us, I should say, and we definitely struggled, especially when I was a teenager. I was not; a, I was a little angry, <laughs> but um, she she does she does a lot for us, and I think as I've gotten older, I've appreciated her more because, especially now, being a stepmom, I see how difficult it is and. I have a lot more, I guess, compassion for what I put her through. Mm -hmm. So I think as I've gotten older, it definitely has gotten a lot better. So did she parent you? Not very much. We all kind of knew that the guidelines were her. (laughs) Uh, My dad was not, you know, he did leave a lot, I feel like, to her. But when it came down to any sort of discipline or anything like that, It was my dad that was the one that was saying, even though, you know, my stepmom may have said this, this is the, you know, she's going to be grounded. My dad would be the one that would tell me you're grounded. You know, we kind of knew where it was coming from. I don't think she ever like directly disciplined us at all. Smart lady. (laughs) Yeah, she is.
0: (laughs) Very smart lady. So did y'all ever tell your dad, oh, well, we know where that's coming from. She's telling you to do that.
3: Uh Uh-huh. Very often. (laughs) And
0: what was his response?
3: that it was coming from both of them that they were partners and it was coming from both of them i have two half brothers as well you know they would set rules for them obviously and when we would come there then we needed to follow them too so i think that they were trying to keep it as fair as possible across the board but yeah i, I definitely we would know that it was more my my stepmom because my dad was I don't want to say he wasn't like as involved in everything, but he just, I would say in terms of like the discipline and stuff, that was him. But in terms of like the day to day, like of our life, it was more my stepmom.
0: She did the motherly stuff.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: So she helped with homework and cooked and cleaned and all that happy stuff.
3: Oh, yep. Yep. She did. And she did a lot of the carpooling and stuff like that.
0: So she went from having two kids of her own, right?
3: Well, yeah. Well, my half brothers are younger. Yeah. But when she met my dad, I mean, my youngest brother was six months old and there was four of us. So when she married my dad, I mean, she became stepmom to four young kids. Wow. And she had none of her own. And then uh, I think my brother was two when my half brother was born, my youngest brother.
0: So she went from no kids to every other weekend four kids.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: To she had two of her own eventually. Yeah. So then it's two kids, then every other weekend there's six. Yes. Holy moly.
3: Yeah. And that and we were an intense crowd. I have four so I have four brothers in total and then I have an older sister. So Wow. Yeah, a wild crew.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get all this in my head. I'm like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> So you've got your two half-brothers. Uh-huh. And then you've got two biological brothers. Yes. And then one biological sister. Yes. Okay. So did your mom have any other kids?
3: No. Mm -mm.
0: She was done.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, because she really had the four of us. I mean, we were only with my dad every other weekend. So she had the four of us all the time. And I don't know how between all of our schedules. I mean, we all played sports and stuff and... I don't know how she did it and she worked full time. So it was, it was crazy. <laughs> so I think she, she was done.
0: <laughs> Do you think that back then when they split up, it was just normal for the dads to get every other weekend versus 50-50?
3: Yeah, I definitely, because I had friends, you know, whose parents were split up and I would say they all had the same schedule as me, basically.
0: Yeah, I really didn't see the 50-50 come about till, I want to say probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Up until then, it was more of every other weekend, a couple weeks during the summer, a week at Christmas kind of thing.
3: Yeah, Mm-hmm. I would agree. So did
0: you go spend time with your dad during the summer?
3: Yeah, he would take us uh, to Cape Cod. He had a, he has a house up there, and we would go uh, for a week there. And then he would take us a week. We usually went to Disney for like a week in February. Holy moly. Yeah, so we'd have like two weeks vacation with him. And then when I hit my, was it? freshman year of high school, I actually moved in with my dad for a whole summer. And then when school started, I went back to my mom's just because again, you know, my dad didn't live in the same school district as us. He lived in a city over. So
0: how did your mom feel about you living with your dad during that summer?
3: Uh, I think it was really hard for her. I mean, at the time we were, you know, struggling a little bit and I kind of was like, Oh, I want to go live with my dad. And Mm -hmm. I think she had just heard that one too many times. So she said, you know, if you really want to move in with your dad for the summer, like, that's fine. That's, that's what you want to do. But I think it really, it, you know, it hurt her. And I think it was really hard for her to get used to it. But I think in in the end, it was good because I got to spend that time with my dad. And it made my relationship better with my mom because I got to, like, miss her more.
0: Right. I do want to go back to your dad taking y'all to Disney.
3: <laughs>
0: he took six kids to Disney every year. Yep. So Is your dad like a millionaire? Because I know that's not cheap.
3: <laughs> no, actually, it's funny you say that because the, he was telling me, because we were planning to take our kids, which we were supposed to go next week, but now we're not going because of COVID. Um, but he was telling me the last time he took us to Disney World, the six of us, he said it cost $12,000. <sighs> By the end of the trip.
0: I can see that. Easy.
3: Yeah. That was the last year we went. And I think my younger brother was in, my youngest brother was, I think the last year we went, he was in sixth grade. So yeah.
0: So how many years ago was that?
3: Probably 15 years ago.
0: So now you're looking at at least (laughs) $25,000. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That is insane. I'm just trying to think the last time that we went with, with our kids. I I think we were about like eight grand in (laughs) by the end of the trip.
0: Holy moly.
3: Yeah, it's expensive.
0: Yeah, that must be why our parents only took us once. (laughs) And the only thing I know about that, I was young. I don't remember anything about it except for what I've heard. And my dad said that he took my sister to ride on those little flying elephants. Uh huh. And he asked me if I wanted to go, and I said no. And he said, after they stood in line, you know, two hours or whatever it was, that as soon as they got off the ride, I said, okay, daddy, I'm ready to go now. (laughs) And he's like, I had to stand back in that line.
3: Oh, wow.
0: Because, you know, he wasn't going to tell me no.
3: Right, right. Of course not.
0: Actually, now that I think about it, I think we went when I was 13, but I don't think we went to the Disney part. I think we went to like Epcot or something like that.
3: Okay, yeah.
0: Because I do remember going to Florida, but I don't remember going to Disney, Disney.
3: Yeah, yeah. We try to hit like all the parks, but it's intense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my husband, he used to take his kids every year. Yeah. And my sister-in-law, they go every year. Yeah. I just, I I don't get it.
3: We were doing it every year. And then um, we were going to go last year, but I got pregnant with our youngest, And then, so we told the girls that we'd take them this year, but now because of COVID, we're not. So we're going to try and go next year. So this is like our longest gap of not going.
0: So do you just like crowds and screaming kids?
3: (laughs) I just love Disney. (laughs) I still love Disney movies.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're my (laughs) sister-in-law.
3: I love Disney. I love Disney everything. And I mean, we have four girls. Everything is princess everything.
0: (laughs) You know, there is a Disney monthly box you can sign up for. What is that? It's like a subscription thing that once a month you get a box of whatever from Disney. Oh. I probably should not have told you that. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah, my sister-in-law signed up for it.
3: I'm going to have to look into that.
0: (laughs) But she likes Minnie and Mickey, so I'm sure that there's different boxes you can sign up for.
3: Yeah. I mean, my sister-in-law is an even bigger Disney person than I am. And she has like an annual pass and goes as much as she possibly can.
0: Oh my goodness.
3: Yeah. And so my brother now by default goes all the time too. (laughs) And she's like Disney everything. She actually makes those ears and, you know, she makes all these different like themed ears. Like she made these, the kids, like these like woodland fairy themed ears one year. They were so cool.
0: Wow.
3: Yeah. She's very creative.
0: So, I take it you live close to Disney?
3: No, I'm I'm in New York.
0: Okay, you don't sound like you're from New York.
3: Uh, yes, I am. I'm from um it's the Hudson Valley. I'm about an hour north of New York City.
0: Really? Mhm. I would have never guessed that.
3: <laughs> yep.
0: Can you kick into a New York accent?
3: I don't know. I didn't realize I didn't have. <laughs> but then again, I'm not from the city, so maybe that that's why.
0: Yeah, maybe. So, you have to travel a long way to go to Disney.
3: Yeah. We used to drive because it was so expensive. Mm -hmm. So we would pack the kids in the car and drive a day straight (laughs) to get down there. And then uh, the last couple of times we've gone, we flew just because it's a lot to drive with all the kids.
0: Yeah, but I just can't imagine flying with all the kids either.
3: Yeah, usually I've gotten very lucky. So usually my mom will come with us or like my brother and his wife or my dad and my stepmom. My husband's parents went with us one year. So we usually have a little bit of extra help.
0: Well, you would have to have help.
3: Yeah, especially keeping tabs on everybody. It's just (laughs) we need We need an extra pair of hands. It's an all hands on deck experience.
0: (laughs) So does your sister-in-law live in New York, too?
3: Yes. Well, Connecticut, but... Close, yeah. And she still has an annual pass to Disney? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Something must have happened to me as a child because I've never really gotten into Disney that much. Really? Maybe my mom didn't let me watch Disney stuff because she probably thought it was of the devil. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask my dad about that. Yeah. He'll probably say, we didn't let you watch that crap because we didn't want to hear you say, I want to go to Disney.
3: <laughs> we didn't want to spend five grand on a vacation.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when you hear the term Disney dad... <laughs> it doesn't mean the same thing to you as it does the rest of us, right?
3: No. <laughs> You're like, oh Disney. Yeah. I love it. We go yeah, we we, we do like to go every year. But I'm bummed because we were supposed to go next week, so
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a bummer, but what are you gonna do? Well, it's open, isn't it?
3: Yeah, but because of our governor, you have to quarantine if you go to certain states and I can't take that much time off work, so Oh, man. Yeah. So that's a bummer. But, and I work for a hospital, so they're even stricter. So,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that does make a big difference.
3: Yeah. So, no Disney. Maybe next year.
0: Maybe next year.
3: <laughs> we'll hope for it. <laughs> so,
0: now that we've talked about Disney, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what is your relationship like with the bio mom?
3: We don't have the best relationship with her. It wasn't so bad in the beginning. And then, My stepdaughter and I started to get really, really close. And I think her mom kind of felt a little threatened by that. She would, my stepdaughter would want to call us and talk to us when she was with her mom a lot. And she got to the point where she was kind of like, like, no, you're with me. You can talk to them when you're with them. And somehow it, it kind of twisted. And I think my stepdaughter kind of realized that her mom wasn't our biggest fans. And, I think that kind of changed the relationship a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a little hard.
0: But with you being a mom, you can kind of understand that, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, part of me struggles because I love my daughter's stepmom. I mean, I think she's wonderful. And I appreciate everything that, you know, she does for my daughter. And I like that my daughter feels close to her because I feel like that she's lucky to have that. And I guess because I have a stepmom that, you know, I kind of like see that, but I do understand where, she, where she's coming from. And I think it's hard to, because I think she doesn't feel settled in her life. And I think that, you know, with me and my husband and having more kids and stuff and, and her mom doesn't have that. So I think that kind of can be part of it too.
0: I was going to ask you if the bio mom was in another relationship or not.
3: She is. She's been in a relationship with a guy for uh, off and on for about, I think about four years now they've been together, but I think that's a, it's a little bit rocky. Mm -hmm. So I think that also kind of plays into some of it as well. And my stepdaughter is really not a big fan of her boyfriend. So I think Uh, that part's a little hard too.
0: I wonder why is it because he tries to parent her?
3: No, actually, he doesn't. And he really doesn't. um, It's kind of odd, actually, from what my stepdaughter has described to us, because he doesn't really talk to her. He doesn't really put a lot of effort into the relationship with her, Mm -hmm. Um, which you would think, you know, when, you know, after four years of being with her mom, that they would have a better relationship. But she says that he really doesn't talk to her much, that they don't do a lot together. Hmm. So unless her mom kind of like forces like an outing or something like that, like they don't really deal with each other too much.
0: Does he have kids of his own? No. Ah, that might be why.
3: Yeah, I don't and I don't think he's really like a big kid person, just from the vibe that I've gotten. Um, I don't know how, how accurate that is, but yeah. He may
0: not know how to act around her.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. So
0: what do you think your biggest struggle is in the blend?
3: Um, I think it's it's really hard to tailor our parenting to each child and making sure that they all feel secure and you know blended basically because it's it's so strange for me I have to parent my stepdaughter differently than I parent my other kids and same for my husband he has to parent differently my daughter than he does his other kids so it's it's really a struggle kind of tailoring our parenting to each child especially because each child responds differently to different things and in different ways and to really keep everybody happy and and keep ourselves sane while doing all that.
0: <laughs> Can you explain to our listeners how you have to parent his daughter differently?
3: Yeah, so I don't really I don't discipline my stepdaughter. If she's ever disrespectful or something like that, you know, I'll say you can't speak to me like that. Well, say stuff, I will correct her, but I won't Discipline her. Like, I won't take something away. I won't tell her to go to her room. I defer to my husband on that. Like, I'll have a a talk with him and just be like, this is what happened. Like, you know, you need to handle it how you see fit. Whereas with my kid, with my biological kids, I, if you did something wrong, well, hey, give me your iPod. You just lost it. Go to your room. I mean, I feel more comfortable doing that than I do with my stepdaughter. So that's not really something I would do with her. And also, I would say, you know, she is older too. So I would say the way that like I speak to her is a little bit different than I would speak to the younger girls.
0: So have you always been that way with her and the discipline part?
3: No. When she was younger, I used to watch her because when I wasn't working, I used to, I was home with her. So she would get off the bus at our house and I would have her all day until her mom picked her up from work. And at that point, probably I would say until she was like 10, even I was more hands-on with, with the disciplining and stuff like that. And I think that we started to to butt heads around that time period. And uh, that's kind of when we we actually s- sought counseling, like a, a marriage counselor type family counselor. We were trying to figure out like, you know, a better way because, you know, my husband would get frustrated with me because he'd be like, oh, you're hard on her. Or, you know, I'd get frustrated with him that he was hard on my daughter because it's it's so different. And then she really said, you know, she said the best thing that, you know, you can do to, to help your relationship with your husband and with his daughter is really kind of try and take yourself out of the equation as much as possible, you know, still trying, you know, you still need to make sure that they respect you and, you know, have authority over them. But at the same time, you need to kind of play more of a friend role in terms of discipline, because it just got to the point where it was, it was so hard for us. And I didn't want her to resent me.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I really just kind of took myself out of that. And I would say around the time she was 10 and our relationship is a lot better.
0: It probably changed almost instantly, didn't it?
3: Pretty much. Yeah.
0: We see that a lot. Um, Cause it sounds like your marriage counselor was basically telling you to nacho. Basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. Misconception is that it's just ignore the kids. No, that's not it.
3: No. Yeah.
0: No, granted, if your situation is as bad as mine was, there may be a time where you have to disengage fully Mm -hmm. to just be able to heal.
3: I would say that right around that time period, it's it's pretty much that's kind of what happened. And it got to the point where my stepdaughter, I mean, she would scream at me and I would like, I didn't even know what to do with myself. I mean, there were times I I locked myself in, in our bathroom because I just I, I couldn't handle it anymore. And that's kind of what drove us to the counseling. And because I, I had gotten to the point where I, I couldn't even I couldn't even be around her in terms of like doing fun stuff with her. Like it was just it was just she had reached a point where she just wanted nothing to do with me. And that was the only way I knew was was just disengaged. Mm-hmm. And then when we went to the counseling and she was like, well, I think she's like, and I'm not telling you, you know, not to to her or, you know, she said, I, I think you really, in order to salvage this, like you need to take on friend role versus a parenting role. She goes, it doesn't mean she can walk all over you and talk to whoever she wants. And she goes, that's, it's, it's not the same thing, but you need, you need to just to get yourself to a point where she doesn't look at you like you're trying to take her mom's place basically.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the cool aunt role. Yeah. <laughs> and it's easier I think for the kids to bond with you when you are more of the cool aunt, because they don't feel threatened by you trying to parent them. Right. Was it hard for you to stop parenting her?
3: Very, 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 very hard. I still struggle with it all the time. I catch myself all the time because I don't really approve of sometimes of the way that she speaks to my husband mm-hmm. and some of the things that she says or does or wears or, are not ways that I approve of you know she she came in the one day with like a belly shirt to go to come down to go to school and i was just like nope (laughs) like i i you know and i didn't it's like what do i do at that point you know because I'm, i'm trying not to you know to engage with this or discipline or anything and it's 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 really a struggle because i and she's a teenager and you know I don't know. It, it's hard. It really is. I and I, I have to say, in in some ways, I'm a little bit of a control freak, and I'm trying to own that. <laughs> so uh-huh. I especially do struggle with that because there's so many times where I want to jump in, especially like sometimes when she snaps at my husband and stuff, and I want to be like, "Don't you dare talk to your father like that," you know. But I have to try and remember, like, that's not my role. <laughs> that's not that that type of role really isn't good for me or her, our relationship. So I, I really have to to try and stay out of it
0: or even your relationship with your husband. Because like you said, at one point he was like, he felt like you were hard on her.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that I'm just, everybody has different parenting styles and I think in some ways I'm really strict about some things. Whereas my husband's really strict about other things. I really, I'm very strict on my girls in in kind of the way they dress and uh, maybe I'm like too old fashioned. I don't know. Whereas my husband's like, eh, it's not worth the battle. And like though in those like ways, like it, you know, we kind of struggle and it's hard. It really is. I wonder
0: if he's going to be like that with your daughters though.
3: Uh, Yeah, I'm not not sure. I mean, I know with, with my daughter who's 10, I mean, not that she's really, really tried to get away with much yet, but I feel like he's almost on the same page with, with me as with her. But I, in terms of his daughter, I'm not really sure why it's different, but
0: Guilty parent syndrome.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I really do. Because you
0: watch, your daughter's, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. He's going to say, uh-uh, you ain't going to school showing your belly. <laughs> <laughs> you go get a shirt that goes to your knees. Yeah. Right now.
3: <laughs> yep. But he just, I think he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to pick the argument with her when she's here because he has such little time with her now, especially that He doesn't, he doesn't want to make it a fight, an argument. He doesn't want her to think that, remember that from the weekend. He wants her to have fun and be happy and be here and spend time with him. Which makes sense. Mm -hmm. It really does. I mean, it definitely does. It's just when, and when it's something like clothing and whatever, but, you know, sometimes like the respect thing for me is really hard because she has younger sisters that hear her that are listening to what she says and how she says it. And if she's getting away with certain things, then they turn around and try and say the same thing and it's not going to fly. So it's, it's a struggle for sure. Well,
0: that was one thing I was going to mention too, is the next thing you know, your daughter's going to say, well, so-and-so, whatever stepdaughter's name is, gets to wear belly shirts to school. Why can't I? Right. And your response is simple because I'm your mother. Yep. (laughs) But the whole talking back, do you find at times that you find it disrespectful, but your husband doesn't necessarily look at it the same way?
3: Yes, I'd say that happens quite a bit. Yeah.
0: Because David and I talk about this a lot. His kids would say something to him and I would think, why are you letting them talk to you that way? Mm -hmm. But he didn't find it disrespectful. We have the issue now with my son. He thinks, why do you let him talk to you? And I'm like, I didn't see nothing wrong with it. And it's funny because a stepmom, for instance, may see the stepchild telling dad, hey, get me a fork, as being rude and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. She looks at it as he needs to get up and get it himself. Or he needs to say, dad, can you please hand me a fork? Well, when it's your own kid and they say, hey, hand me a fork, you don't think anything about it. Right. It's like we have higher standards for the stepkids that we expect them to meet
3: right yeah I mean I could definitely see that I mean there's times where he tells her to do something and she'll like in my opinion like when she's like either one doesn't respond because she's watching tv or something that drives me nuts or she'll be like in a minute and in my mind I'm like no like somebody told you to do something get up and go do it Mm -hmm. and he's like oh well whatever it's when she when she gets around to it and I'm like what
0: Yeah. You're like, uh, wait a minute.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, if that were the other kids, (laughs) I wouldn't be flying right now.
0: Yeah. And I know with my son, I'll tell him to do something and he'll go, when I get through with this or something. And I think, and I even tell him sometimes, I'm like, I know good and darn well, you do not tell your daddy that. Right. Exactly. Because his daddy wouldn't tolerate it. Right. And with me telling him 30 minutes later to do it again because he's still not done it.
3: Right. So, yeah, those kind of things are, are very, very common. Yeah. And we just have to remember
0: that just because your husband has guilty parent syndrome, it doesn't make him a bad dad.
3: No, I mean, he, he really is such, he's a wonderful dad. He, and I think, And that's across the board. That's, you know, to my stepdaughter, to my daughter, to to our girls. I mean, he's a really great dad. He's very hands-on. I feel very, very lucky because I know there's so many men that are just kind of like, oh, that's my wife's job or that, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's, he's not like that at all. He's always in the fray right in the middle. But, and I, and I feel bad because part of me feels like maybe the relationship between him and his daughter would even be better if it weren't for mine and my stepdaughter's past relationship. I mean, granted now we're doing so much better, but I feel guilty sometimes because I, I wonder if like the stress that was between me and her caused kind of a rift between them. And that's really a struggle to to feel that way.
0: We're not going to sugarcoat it. It may have. Right. But one thing that we learn in life and definitely that we learn in the blend is you can't go back and change the past. Nope. What you can do is make the best out of the present. And it sounds like you have a good relationship with her now.
3: Yeah. Much better.
0: And she's not going to remember those bad things as much as you are. Yeah. She's 13. She's going to remember more about the boyfriends that are coming up than (laughs) she's going to remember about the stepmom making her mad when she was nine. Right. Whereas you are going to guilt yourself till your dying days about something you said to her when she was eight years old. Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being a hypocrite when I say that, but... (laughs) You know, my son brings up that, oh, I let his friend pick out which cake we were going to cut for his birthday when he was five. (laughs) Girl, for 10 years, I've heard that. (laughs) Now it's turned into let his friend blow out the candles. (laughs) So the next thing you know, is going to be that I let the friend open the presents. (laughs) But see, my son likes to push my buttons. He learned that from his stepdaddy. (laughs) But they will. They will make you feel like crap. And you can't let them do that. But we have a tendency to make ourselves feel like crap anyway.
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: So when you start having those feelings or those memories of the bad times that you had with her, stop, make yourself stop. Replace that memory with something good. A good time y'all had, a time that you had her laughing so hard her stomach hurt.
3: Yeah. Like you said, it's just, it's so much, it's so much easier to to remember, you know, the struggles.
0: It is. But think about it. It's because that's what hurts you. Mm-hmm. And that's also what... Keeps you from being happy. Yeah. Because your mind's telling you, oh, remember when you did this because it's a self protection mechanism that don't do it again. But it's also keeping you from being happy in the moment because you're worrying about the past. Mm-hmm. You can change those bad memories and replace them with good ones. Mm-hmm. So don't let you thinking about things that happened in the past with your stepdaughter concern you now. Because mm-hmm. it does no good. Right. And if it's doing anything, it's preventing you from having those good moments now because you're worrying about the bad. Yeah. So don't be stuck in the past, girl.
3: (laughs) I definitely need to be more of a live-in-the-moment person. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, I think that, again, that's part of the control thing. We like to have control. Mm -hmm. And when we look back in the past and realize there were moments that we – didn't handle as well as we thought we should. It's the fact we didn't have control. Right. So we're still hanging on to it going, how can I fix that? Well, you can't. But what you can do is learn to control how you let those things affect you. Yeah. Letting go of quote, quote, control is freeing when you realize you didn't have control over half the crap you were trying to control in the first place.
3: Yeah, I've always I've always struggled with with relinquishing control, whether it's in, you know, in in all aspects. But I would say especially when when it comes to parenting the kids and stuff like that.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Me too, girl.
3: (laughs) Everybody says, oh, people that nacho or
0: just the ones that are lazy and they don't want to try Uh-uh. You try to keep your mouth shut. It is hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nachoing is harder than it is being the evil stepmom. hmm It really is. I was going to say I think, but I know that stepmoms that have type A personalities mm-hmm. struggle so much in the blend.
3: Oh, yeah. I would agree. With that. Yeah, because
0: we need to tell you what you need to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need you to understand what you're doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and we need you to tell us we are right. <laughs> Yep. Well, Holly, what advice would you give someone that is just now getting into a blended relationship with somebody that has kids?
3: I would say if you're like me and you need to have control, that you need to try and learn that you're not always going to have control and that you cannot control somebody else's behavior, only the way you respond to it. Mm -hmm. And that's probably been a huge thing for me is learning how to respond and that
0: you you want to respond, not react.
3: Right. And you need to learn that even though you are a step-parent, you are not the parent. And I think it's, I really do think nacho sometimes is is the way to go. And I think to make everybody happy, including yourself, you can't take on the role of a parent. You are not the parent. <laughs> and although you are a step-parent, you are not the child's parent and- it's just makes it a lot easier for everybody. If you know that from day one, right. You're never going to be able to control them. You're the only person you can control is yourself.
0: Exactly. Let me ask you this before we end things. Mm -hmm. Does your husband parent your daughter?
3: Yes. And no, I would say, uh, he does, but he, if she is ever disrespectful or kind of, you know, he'll defer to me. Mm -hmm. So, he will tell her you know, what to do and stuff like that. And he'll give her chores and he'll tell, he'll tell her, you know, you can't speak to me that way. You, know, He doesn't let her get away with whatever, but he won't come down on discipline or anything like that. He doesn't really tell her to go to her room or anything like that. That really goes to me. And I would usually step in at that point.
0: And that's great.
3: Yeah. I, I think he does a good job of, of mixing the two. Um, he is home with her more than I am. So I think that part's a little challenging because sometimes he kind of needs to discipline kind of in the moment, not necessarily discipline, but correct, I would say. Mm -hmm. But he does a really good job of balancing the two. And it's actually kind of impressive. And I've never really understood how he knew kind of when to give more and when to pull back. Right. But he does a good job of that.
0: That's good. Well, Holly, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: And I'm so sorry you can't go to Disney next week.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer, but we'll get to go soon.
0: <laughs> yes, you can go and spend all that money, girl.
3: <laughs> Your kids
0: don't need college. Take them to Disney. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, well, thank you again and keep us posted. I will. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Got some value out of it. So Join us next week when we have another amazing episode from the Nacho Kids vault.
0: And don't forget to leave us a review.
2: Oh, yeah, do that because we love those things. We need to start reading more. Next time, we're going to read another one.
0: He says that every time.
2: I know. I always forget when we're recording that I need to read some of them. Anyway, (laughs) for Lori and myself, remember, life is good when you nacho.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.